Whether you operate one forklift or thousands, one location or hundreds, the new My Toyota customer portal can help you optimize your operation and material handling equipment. This one-stop, free-to-use platform is designed to help you take control of your information and make smarter decisions, all at the touch of a button. Register and access your data today at my.toyotaforklift.com. That's my.toyotaforklift.com. The New Warehouse Podcast, hosted by Kevin Lawton, is your source for insights and ideas from the distribution, transportation, and logistics industry. A new episode every Monday morning brings you the latest from industry experts and thought leaders. And now, here's Kevin. Hi, it's Kevin Lawn with the New Warehouse Podcast here at Modex 2020, and we are in the New Warehouse Podcast booth. And I am joined now by Coleman Roach. He is the VP of Sales and Consulting for SwissLog. Uh, so, Coleman, welcome to the show. Welcome to our booth. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for uh, coming over. And uh, I see you have your Swiss Log Red on, the red sneakers as well. Absolutely. Part I of love the brand. It. <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell us a little bit about Swiss Log and what Swiss Log does. So Swiss Log is, it's been around for over 100 years. It's best known for large pallet handling types of systems, uh, automated pallets in mm-hmm. warehouses, uh, ASRS and so forth. Okay. Um, the... It's divided into three groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, one of the, the fastest growing division is the e-commerce and retail division. Right. So we have a number of different products, some existing uh, well-known product types like shuttles and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have uh, the largest integrator of the auto store. Right. So we have more sites than anybody else, both in North America and across the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, also carry pick, which for anybody who knows the old Kiva type bots is okay, a much right. larger uh, version of the old Kiva bots mm-hmm. uh, that we that we deploy, particularly in the e-commerce and apparel space. Okay, great. And so, so you said uh, you're primarily on the pallet movement side. So now, but everything's growing towards e-commerce. So how how did that kind of transition work, and how have you been able to kind of boost that side of the business? So a number of years ago, mm-hmm. um, SwissLog bought a, um, a an integrator mm-hmm. uh, based in Cincinnati, okay. and then leveraged that background to get more and more deeply into the e-commerce and and, uh, uh, and retail space. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, the various European uh, parts of SwissLog were getting more and more into e-commerce as well. Right. So uh, leveraged some of the the capabilities, a lot of the development capabilities, mm-hmm. product, product development are uh, based in Europe, um, okay. and also uh, software is in uh, North America as well as Europe as well as Malaysia. Mm-hmm. So um, took very much a global approach to developing products. Okay, definitely, definitely. So, so now you guys have a partnership with KUKA Robotics as well, right? Yeah, KUKA uh, is our parent. Uh, they own us. Oh, okay, okay. So now, how does um, how does that kind of disseminate down then into into the different business units that you have and all the different companies and things that you work with? Well, it, they we leverage their uh, robotic background. Uh, mm-hmm. Their probably best known for large automotive products, uh, automotive right. assembly, yeah. and those types of things. 
but for quite some time they've also done much smaller robots mm -hmm. and uh, so the best known product that we have is called item pick okay. uh, where you use a small robotic arm to pick out of totes mm -hmm. um, that are presented from auto stores or from uh, from the carry pick uh, shuttle the carry pick or the, or the shuttle products okay so i'm envisioning it and i guess the so the auto store sends out the tote and then the arm actually goes and picks the product right that is exactly correct yeah okay cool and now what are you guys exhibiting this year at modex uh, this year we have um, a selection of of our products um, mm -hmm. we have the uh, cyclone carrier which okay. is the uh, which is our shuttle mm -hmm. uh, we have um uh, carry pick, uh, which is our Kiva-like uh, bot, right. um, and uh, so I mean, one of the things our customers like about the Kiva bot is that it is um, uh, is that it takes a lot more product than a than the Kiva did. Essentially, okay. uh, as you can imagine, over time uh, products develop, uh, get larger, have larger capabilities, of course, so yeah. we can present a lot more product in, in front of a picker at a time. Mm -hmm. Um, we're showing you the uh, auto store, and right. then we uh, we have our uh, some of our pallet handling technologies as well. Okay, it's all tied together by our software, which is known as Sync S Y N Q. Um, okay. and so that basically provides a common interface across all of our different products to to the uh, human interface component. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, actually, I, as I was on the way over here to meet you, I walked past your booth and I saw the auto store uh, mascot. Jumping around over there. Yeah, that doesn't come uh, one with every system or anything. So, uh, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> that, that's okay. a show only. I was going to say that was a selling point for me. I got to get a mascot too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, obviously you guys are working in a lot of different um, aspects of automation in different parts, like from small pieces to big pallets, like you said. And um, so, you know, what do you see is the big demand coming from customers in terms of optimization and automation? What are, what are they asking for the most right now? So what they're asking for are things like flexibility, particularly, you know, mm -hmm. as opposed to a particular product. I mean, right. from, from a user's point of view, they're not necessarily focused on a particular product. They're looking for the capabilities of what that product brings to their, to their business. Okay. And traditionally, one of the things that uh, automation has struggled with over time is mm -hmm. the concept of, of flexibility, both in terms of operational flexibility and in terms of how you can add on to systems. Right. Uh, you know, one of the challenges, if you're building a large shuttle system then mm -hmm. you, and it tends to expand it, you still have to build out all of the conveyor and those types of things at, right. the, at the very beginning, which inherently, technically it's flexible, but it's not as flexible as, let's say, an operator might like it to be. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to, we, we are lucky enough to have uh, in both the auto store and the carry pick two of the most flexible products on the market. Okay. Um, One-sixth of our uh, North American deployments of AutoStore, uh, we have expanded while they're still in operation. Oh, wow. So, so no shutdown. No shutdown. Which That's is, awesome. Which is huge. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, you know, p people tend to think of material handling systems in terms of large blocks, you know. Right. Let's say long, skinny blocks for uh, shuttles and mini loads and those types of things. Mm -hmm. But one of the things about the auto store is it can be L-shaped, it can go around the corners of buildings, it can fit around mm. other operations. So it gives you a lot of design flexibility right. so that the, the technology doesn't become a constraint in the warehouse. Mm. So a lot of design flexibility from that point of view, even to the point, of, point that it can even fit into triangular kind of, uh, uh, you know, picture a railroad side, a building backing onto a railroad side yeah. that's partly triangular. Mm. You can actually um, uh, fit into that kind of space as well. Interesting. The carry pick, 
um, while it's a quite a different type of product with the you know, mm -hmm. the, the eight foot tall shelving that's brought to the to the uh, picker. You can also add onto those in mm -hmm. phases as well. Um, in other words, you can just uh, ring fence an area that's outside of the current system, okay. um, put in the necessary pieces, and then it's a really short. It's like a you know an overnight kind of a, mm -hmm. a kind of a ramp up. It's essentially, it's a matter of taking the configured software and merging it to the existing software, and away you go. Got it. So again, operational flexibility. You can start small and get really comfortable with the technology, mm -hmm. and then you can go on from there. Definitely. So I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that's huge because, you know, before a lot of these, or I guess the idea was that uh, automation and implementing all these different things is going to it's gonna take me down, my operation, and all these things. So hearing that you can just expand upon it without any shutdown at all, I mean, that's pretty pretty remarkable. And I think that's, you know, we've come a long way in that sense, right? That's very true. Right. So, um, so now SwissLog was involved in automation fairly early on. So, you know, what, what are you guys continuing to do, I guess, to keep up with changes in technology? How do you, how do you stay on top of, I guess, you know, customers' requests, like we just discussed, and then how do you kind of start to develop things that maybe customers don't know they need yet? Well, that's an interesting challenge. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, in part, if you look in the rearview mirror, the fact right. that we're, we're, we work with KUKA and get, in, get into item-picking right. kind uh, types of approaches gives a lot of uh, forward-looking because that item-picking, is it's still emerging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're, uh, the, there's a lot of people, a lot of companies around who have developed some technology but really haven't deployed it in large scale. Right. And deploying, deploying new technologies in large scale tends to be what separates the men's from, men from the boys. Mm -hmm. uh, because only when you have, when you're dealing with, say, a, 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 in an auto store with, mm -hmm. you know, a lot, 100, 200 robots running around, that's when you start really understanding where the uh, software needs more development and, right. and those types of things. The same is true in, in, in other types of technologies over time. And you'll see the depth of a company's ability, both in terms of techno technological expertise and also in terms of um, deep pockets sometimes. The, right. When you go in the development world, things yeah, go yeah. bump in the night at times, and you have, you have to be big enough to be able to deal with those types right. of things. Mm -hmm. In the more forward-looking end, end of things, uh, understanding where customers really want to go. Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're also active in the e-grocery space, for example, mm -hmm. and one of the challenges is that, that everybody who is there, all of the grocery companies are still going through a massive learning process. There's, right. there's no one recipe that works. Mm -hmm. uh, so being really listening to your customers and also setting up uh, you know, groups within the company who are, can be agile enough for software development and those types of things mm -hmm. to be able to keep up with or, or be able to propose to your customers, hey, you know, maybe you know, let's talk about this problem that you're seeing over here. Maybe we can work in, in some of those directions and uh, maybe code develop. Definitely. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. So, so now, what do you think? So, I mean, you guys are heavily involved in the automation world, obviously, and you know, so what do you think from now, you know, we're at Modex 2020, right? So what do you think like Modex 2030 looks like? Because obviously, I mean, from ProMat last year to now we're seeing robots and automation everywhere. What do you, how do you think we expand upon that in the industry? I think you'll see some things that are being played with now that mm -hmm. people are, are um, uh, trying uh, you know, unloading and loading of, of uh, trucks. Right. Um, that is still 
very much in its infancy. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be five to ten years before you really see. It, it's an incredibly complex set yeah. of operations, mm -hmm. uh, working in a very confined space. Um, so it's everything that uh, robots struggle with, in a sense. <laughs> but I think over the next 10 years, you'll see a whole lot more in those kind of spaces. Mm -hmm. um, you'll definitely see more in the AI-driven things. You see some pretty cool vision-driven systems and yeah. item picking and those types of things. They'll, all, they'll move it, uh, to another level. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see some of the companies that you're around here today won't be around because there's a natural mm -hmm. there's a whole bunch of companies running into certain segments mm -hmm. and inevitably some of them will be bought up some of them will fail and some of them right. will succeed so you'll see over the next two or three years you'll see some changes as far as that goes and then there'll be another round of of new know, what, stuff, what, new stuff <laughs> whatever whatever's next one of the really cool things is the rate of invention is now faster oh yeah than ever before you know, 10 years ago or 12 years ago at Promat, our predecessor to Modex, mm -hmm. you, technology development looked pretty stagnant year to year. Right. And now it's in a really exciting place, which is there's a much wider variety of solutions, mm -hmm. which means that, you know, somebody who comes here to try and find something for their business is more likely to be able to find what they're, what they're looking for. Right. Um, and the... It also, you know, with all the supply chain programs and third-level colleges and that, that's only going to increase over time as well. Definitely, definitely, yeah. And I think your comment about, you know, how technology is growing so rapidly and invention is going, becoming faster. I mean, even I've worked in distribution space for like eight years now. Even in that time, just in, it seems like in the past two, three years, seeing how automation and robotics and all that stuff is just kind of, I don't know, gone crazy in a sense, just exploded, um, is pretty... It's pretty wild. So it would be interesting to see how everything kind of lines up in the next 10 years like you talked about. I think one of the interesting things that you've seen uh, is uh, labor constraints, right. availability of labor, mm -hmm. which for those of us who've been around a while, if you before the 2008 recession, you mm -hmm. actually saw early signs of that. Right. And, um, um, and the recession sol solved it in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> But, but one of the things, one of the curious things about the most, you know, the most recent recovery is that it took a long time for labor mm -hmm. utilization to go up. You know, yeah. it, in the in the macro sense, you know, a lot of politicians and so forth fretted about you know jobs not becoming available until relatively late in the cycle, and then mm -hmm. it, it's changed very rapidly. And so I think you'll see those kind of cycles morph over time with the availability of technology. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, at some point. Whenever there's a, a, another economic bump in the road, the recovery from that will be different, and I think you'll see a lot more robots involved in it. Yeah. We talked to a customer, um, a pro hopefully a customer, we'll see, a prospective cus so. customer today who mm. um, who they have some, you know, they have an operation that feeds into their manufacturing processes, and really what they're interested in doing is they struggle with getting people. They'd like to take the people who are involved in picking type processes, which right. are less value-added than manufacturing processes, mm -hmm. shift them into their manufacturing operation and okay. do more robots into, into, the, uh, into the picking operations. Right. So that's the type of thing that we're talking about with them. Okay, great. So thank you so much for uh, coming by the booth, and uh, we will post more information about this. And how can we uh, find out more information about SwissLog? SwissLog.com. Very easy, SwissLog.com. All right, we'll put that on the newerhouse.com as well. So Coleman, thank you so much, and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks very much, Kevin. You've been listening to the New Warehouse Podcast with Kevin Lawton. Subscribe and check us out online at thenewwarehouse.com.
Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want more content from the new warehouse, check out our new video series called All Hands on LinkedIn. Just search for the new warehouse on LinkedIn and follow along.